Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Clayton Kershaw was awesome. Robbie Ray was not. Let's talk about it next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome to FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Thursday, April 14th. I am Frank Stample, joined by Chris Towers. We had vintage Kershaw on Wednesday. Seven perfect innings with 13 strikeouts. Chris, what did you see in the start? And would you look to sell high after this one? So what we saw was just a ton of sliders for Clayton Kershaw. 51% of his pitches were sliders. He had 20 swing strikes on 80 pitches in this game. 17 of them were on the slider. He threw 41 sliders, so that came out to about a 41% swinging strike rate with the slider. Those are ridiculous numbers, and it's something that we've seen from Clayton Kershaw as he's aged. He's become more reliant on the slider as his go-to pitch. We've seen his overall swing swinging strike rate actually increase along with that, but, you know, it's made him a little less uh you know, a little less control heavy uh, than he has been in the past, just a little less effective overall, but still very effective. The, the big thing to take away from this one is Clayton Kershaw answered the first question, which is, is he currently healthy and is he currently right? And those are the most important questions that he could ask because there's no that, that he could answer because there's no way he's going to answer the can he stay healthy question. There's just. That, that's either going to happen or it's not. I think it's probably more likely he misses time this season than not. But what we saw was when he's out there, he's going to be very, very effective. And that's a good sign. And that's very promising after we had questions about the health of his elbow. If you could flip him for a top 50 player coming into the season, would you look to do that? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be like when we say sell high, I think people sometimes take that as like, we don't like this player. I want Clayton Kershaw on my team, but I would absolutely be willing to sell high for him. It's going to be hard to do a pitcher for pitcher swap because a lot of the higher end pitchers who are ranked ahead of Clayton Kershaw have been pretty bad this season, including Robbie Ray, who we are about to talk about. I would probably take Robbie Ray for over Clayton Kershaw right now, but I wouldn't feel great about it. Let's talk about Robbie Ray, who was pitching in some terrible weather in Chicago. It was like a monsoon in, in that game against the White Sox, but they played through it, and he allowed six earned runs on 10 hits over six and a third. Chris, I think the bigger story is the velo down again, three miles per hour on the fastball, 2.6 miles per hour on the slider. What does this mean for Robbie Ray? I mean, I think it, it means what it means for most pitchers when we see a significant decline in their fastball velocity. It's what we've seen with Shane Bieber, which is it's really, really unlikely that Robbie Ray is going to be as good as we hoped if he's going to be throwing three miles per hour uh, softer than he was last season on average. That's not to say that he can't be effective uh, at this velocity, but it's it's much less likely. The margin for error much uh, much slimmer than it would be if he was throwing hard, especially based on last season when he was throwing harder than he ever has. It made his fastball more effective. It allowed him to pitch more in the strike zone without worrying about giving up home runs, which lo- helped lower his walk rate and led to this whole breakout that we saw from Robbie Ray. 
it's just going to be really, really hard for him to pitch at a high level with this fastball velocity. So we need to see him take a step forward and throw harder in his next few starts, or it's going to be time to panic. All right, let's wrap up with some waiver wire pitchers. We saw Tristan McKenzie throw four shutout with six strikeouts. Merrill Kelly strong once again, five and a third shutout with six strikeouts against the Houston Astros. And then Blake Snell expected to go on the IL. That means McKenzie Gore is on track to make his MLB debut on Friday against the Braves. Chris, how would you rank those three? McKenzie, Merrill Kelly, and McKenzie Gore. Kind of confusing. Tristan McKenzie Gore. Right. Uh, I would rank them Tristan McKenzie, Mackenzie Gore, Merrill Kelly. They're all in the 60 to 70 range at starting pitcher. That means they're all must roster in any 12 team Roto League, probably 12 team points leagues too. anything shallower. I think they're pretty fringy. Anything deeper, they're obviously must roster. Um, McKenzie has the most upside by far. The, the Padres appear to believe that they have figured out the Mechanical issue that kind of sent him off track over the last couple of seasons. He had 28 walks and 50 innings in the minors last season. But if he's right and he only has three walks in, uh, I believe it's 18 innings since the start of spring, including his AAA debut. If he's right, he's got top 25 starting pitcher upside. He's as talented as any pitcher in the minors right now. So Mackenzie Gore is someone I absolutely want on my rosters. Would you take any of those three over the recent additions we've talked about? Tyler McGill, Jesus Lozardo, and Matt Brash. I think all of them are behind. All of Mackenzie Gore, Merrill Kelly, and Tristan McKenzie are behind Matt Brash, who's the lowest of that group. But, I mean, if Mackenzie Gore looks good in his first start and it looks like he's going to stay in the rotation, I might just drop him in the top 40. At starting pitcher, like he he would be as high as Jesus Lazardo and uh, and Tyler McGill, maybe higher than those guys. I'm really really excited to see what he can do today. Yeah, he look Mackenzie Gore had that prospect status for a reason, and looks like he is back on track. Lots to be excited about there. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in Five. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye bye. <laughs>